This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Off the Rack, and the comic book review show where we take the comic books of the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for comics that are coming out this week. And sometimes when there's a comic book movie or an ancillary TV series going on and we catch it around that time, we'll talk about that, too. And that is the case today. I'm Rose Al. I'm Tiffany. Sorry, I don't know. You know, that threw off Ben and Ethan, too, one time. I did Black Issues, and I said, I'm your host, Sal. And they were like, and I guess we're nothing. And I'm like, no, you say you're host, too. No no. one, you guys don't watch media as much as I do. You guys don't just, like, take your P's and Q's from, like, every other YouTuber, TV host, anything. Uh, You've watched as much, if not more, TV than I ever did. Yeah. So you know how to, like work the crowd and th- throw it to them and introduce I yourself don't know how to do anything i am a trash person you are not a trash person <laughs> you're in fact the best person ladies and gentlemen welcome to today's episode we've got a lot to talk about so much to discuss we've got comic books by the way welcome back to the show we took a week off we did. needed the time not just for our own minds but also because we had human beings here we, that... had, we had our own special guests we had our own yeah in life <laughs> and it was a nice little cameo appearance And in fact, we even managed to co-opt their time into something for you. So I would keep a lookout in the next couple of weeks for a special guest you may have seen on at least two episodes of Back Issues Mm -hmm. back again to talk a little Star Wars with us. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. It was. We shot two episodes. One. Yeah, you you totally. I wished it. I I didn't record the audio, so it's completely ruined and and you'll never see it. You'll never see it. But uh, he yeah, he offered to to record commentary over it. He did. He did, and maybe Monday we'll do it. Maybe, maybe. And if we did, we make it available for those on Patreon.com/slash/ComicPop, where you can actually go and support us directly if you so choose. But if you want to support us on this very episode, all you got to do, which is sponsor today's episode, is use super chats and ask a question or comment, and we'll read it here on the show. Like uh, this fine person here. Uh, Elizabeth Russell, who says, hey, guys, I was wondering what Marvel villain you think is closest to a version of the Joker. I'd have to say Bullseye. Tiffany? Um, I guess that's not a bad one. Maybe Carnage? Yeah, I'd say Carnage. I think DiMatteis thought it was Carnage because they he paired yeah, those two no, up. No, regardless of that, I think the like sadistic pseudo force of nature, like... Yeah that, yeah, that that would be my closest. Mm-hmm. I was trying to like really make the Green Goblin See, work. See, that's my pick. Is Green I was Goblin. really trying to make Green Goblin work. Yeah, but, like well, I think it's because Gobby blames his actions on insanity, whereas and Joker does too. And it's like mm-hmm. you both know what you're doing. Like you're both sadistic. You're both green and purple themed. Yeah, you're both the main antagonist of your respective tier level hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time that you fight any other hero, it's kind of weird. You know, metatextually speaking. Sure. Uh, Brian Rowland says, The first issue of Sinister War reminded me of when I was six with my Spider-Man toys, all the villains smashing against each other, and Spider-Man. And uh, who who better to draw it than Mark Bagley, who's drawn all those characters and more? So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense for me. Um, let's see. I think uh, the next one here is Jacob, who says, Jacob Montez, something for, my, for the piggy bank. Thank you very much, Jacob. I will put your uh your your donation in the piggy bank the comic pop piggy bank there are a few guesses as to who the the guest was yeah one somebody got it did they i'm not gonna say who do you know who it is what the guest we're having today we have a guest today oh yeah no we have a surprise episode guest 
who is no, going to be? No, I meant on back issues. Oh, did someone get it? Someone guessed. It's it. not Santa. I'm not going to say who it is, but like there are a few guesses in there, but somebody got it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, why try? I sweat. Says so happy to see you guys. So great to see you too. Well, thank it's you great so much. to see you. First of all, yay! And thank, thank you, you, and thank so you so very, much for, very much for that. Let's, yeah. Uh, hang on, I'm going to co-op your comment. Uh, what? Yeah. No. Uh, Josh <laughs> Williamson is going to bomb in on today's episode. Uh, probably in the next half hour. Okay. And join us to chat well, a little I'll, bit. I will roll away. You sure? Because you, you're you can you no, can cue in. That's telling you. It's like it's it's one to one. You guys know each other. You're gonna hang out. You're gonna have fun. I'm gonna go. Well, it's only gonna be a, like a truncated thing where a he's fruit just by gonna the foot. Well, you might as well. We have them. I know. You bought them. There's only two left. It's true. And I would like one. Well, let's talk about comics <laughs> then before we get into uh, everything else, because we are going to talk about the Masters of the Universe revelation. We watched every episode of the show. We saw the hype. We saw the discussions. We, 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 we've, we've heard it all, friends. That's right. We've heard your complaints and your, uh, well, I don't think I've only, I've only, I've only heard complaints. I, I just hit my hat against the microphone. Well, so I hope everybody it. heard that too. Are uh, we talking about that first? No. no. Oh, but Raj okay. Patel says Superman and the Authority is such a great start by Morris and hope y'all read it. Can't wait for the surprise guests and love seeing the innovations you guys are putting out there on the channel. Thank you, Raj. Thank you very much, man. And, uh, we're trying, trying to keep the innovations going, dude. So let's jump into some books. Uh, is there anything you want to just kind of touch upon? Because I, I will touch upon a book if you like, besides myself. I do appreciate it, though. You go first. It's very nice. Um, so here we go. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Ryan Sook and Dan Jurgens' Blue and Gold, number one of eight. Can, can I just say I actually really like that lockup for the DC logo for a limited series? Yes. I really like that symmetry. Right a lot that's what dc does like they, they have been nailing the just, top left branding i just needed to say that because i don't know i i don't i anyway go ahead no i didn't notice it before i'm just like oh right seeing it now I, yeah yeah really go for it uh blue and gold number one like i said Jan, dan jurgens bringing back booster but pairing it with blue beetle as it should be uh you're seeing this pairing in today's dc universe we mm -hmm. see a Big old cameo appearance from the Justice League. That is to say, Bendis' Justice League with Queen Hippolyta, Black Adam, Nomi, everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me tell you, this is actually kind of a fun book. It was genuinely about the main protagonist. Okay. Introduces it with Booster and his bravado, then introduces Blue Beetle, then introduces the central conflict, and then they resolve said conflict. It's a it's a textbook comic that Dan Jurgens is more than capable of delivering. Okay. Uh, it's fun. You know, if you if you are a classic Booster Gold Blue Beetle fan, you're going to enjoy this. If you don't know who the hell these guys are, I think you'll get a pretty good idea about who these two are. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always wanted to like Blue Beetle more than I've ever liked Blue Beetle when I've seen him, except during the era of Justice League. And so I will say I dig it. I also I, I I was gonna check this out. I didn't get a chance. That's fair. Um, I want to touch on something that people noticed in the comments. The number of tabs you see at the top are for our recommendations later on. We yes. keep them open there so that we can later just grab that list yes. and share that with you. So no one is looking up anything. It's just those are for later. Yeah, yeah. So if you saw like thirty five tabs, it is. It's just it's all our recommendations. So you're <laughs> actually getting a little preview of what's going to be coming out later. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah. No, it's that's that's the page I'm going to be sharing with the screen yeah, which is why yeah. it's there but yeah blue and gold number one it's a recommend for me I, just, I just think it's a genuinely fun whimsical series and i hope the tone remains yeah i i honestly like 
I like the limited series yes. for a lot of characters. And like, I, I get fans, you know, wanting an ongoing, like, you know, is it having a Doctor Strange ongoing? Sure. That would be nice. Do I think it's better as a limited series? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I think I think your favorite Doctor Strange runs have ever been sort of, I mean, limited. The Aaron run was, I mean, it clearly was see, a limited series. It, well, we didn't know that all of them are when you think about it like yeah. that. Well, uh, <laughs> there was that period, Sorcerer Supreme. I think there's like 75, 100 well, issues yeah, of that series. That's a different time. <laughs> yeah, that's when it's, everything, Super Pro got more than 12 issues. Yeah, that's a different time. Um, but yeah, I think this is one of those things where it's like, you know, in the back of your head, it's eight issues. Right. You can probably pick this up or you know that you'll be able to grab a trade of this at some point. Totally. And how nice to get a friggin' trade paperback today that features these two characters. Yeah, I, I think that's that's solid. I also like the Jurgens is just taking King's retcons of Booster Gold and just being like, no, no, they do keep some of those things okay. like their horrible blow uh, blows, <laughs> bros before heroes right. line that King uh, coined, which they truncate to bros before rose. Like apostrophe rose, something that no one would ever do. That sounds very in brand. Yeah, but it works. <laughs> There's also this thing, uh, this narrative thing within the book where, uh, you know, we see he's live streaming his heroism, which I think we've seen before. And uh, we're seeing like the commentary from the like regulars in the chat. Mm -hmm. Very reminiscent of an experience that people who make their living online would experience. Cute, fun. You see some regulars. Bibbo Babowski has a friggin' apparently a Twitch account. Or something. Of course. It's cute. Why not? Yeah. Love that's, it. That's someone helped him. Yeah. But that was cute. Yeah. <laughs> someone must have helped him because he's old. Carl uh, Maxey says, I love Batman Dam, but what if DC made a Superman Dam? What story would you tell with Clark? Yeah. Oh, you could touch on, um, you could do a spin off of the Neil Gaiman um, Green Flame yes. book where Superman goes to hell. Right. You could you could probably take that concept and like expand upon it. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it Superman Dan. I'd call it Superman in Hell. Just straight up use that because like, yeah, they can do that now. But like in theory, it's like you know if you think about like the concept of a place like that and that like time may span differently. We heard, we got a little bit of what he was seeing. Oh yeah, but, but what if we saw it all? Like saw it all, like the 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 moments he lived Agreed. and how long it might have been for him. Totally, that'd be kind of yeah. cool. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's just off the top of your that's head. That's off the top of my head. That's a, that's an Eisner by accident. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, Stephen Coronado, uh, which belongs in a museum, says, great to catch you guys live. Just finished a Daniel Warren Johnson binge, and I love his work. Who are your creators that you'll read everything they do? Uh, honestly, it really depends uh, on, you know, you know, uh, how high they are at the time in my heart, you know? Yeah. I love D-dubs right now, um, but mm -hmm. not, I don't love everything, you know? Like, I'm not the world's biggest Murder Falcon fan. I read a little bit of it, just uh, he sent us a couple of things, yeah. and I read one. I'm like, eh, okay. all right. Eh. The yard's dope, but, like, I don't care. You know, it's just not for me. Mm -hmm. But, like, Dead Earth, Beta Ray Bill, you know, th that's all yeah. amazing, and I'm cool with that. All of his Batman stuff, all the de all the death metal crap that they made him do. Mm -hmm. The Batmobeast, I believe he did that one. Um, I think it's one of those, at least for me, that it's like I'm more likely to try. Yes, yeah, I'll give I, them the benefit of the doubt, like yeah. the king, like like Tom King. If he's doing like a like a mini series, I'm probably gonna at least check it out. I totally love it, but I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, uh, Kieran Gillen, Slice Spurrier, BKV. Brian, yeah, Brian K. Vaughn. Probably I'm gonna try that out at the very least. Um, yeah, yeah, those are some of them. I I'm sure I have many more. But uh, no doubt. But there, it's just I. It's less that I'm like I will read this and love it, and no matter what, 
yeah junji ito oh of course like that one's like that's a no-brainer that one is a i didn't have to try it i will just purchase it yes it's sight unseen to consume totally. like without it knowing anything about it mm-hmm. so that that i guess that's my answer that's fair <laughs> so did you read anything you want to talk about right now or yeah, you, uh... yeah 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 let's chat real <laughs> there's a book that every once in a while I, i'm like let me bomb in on based on the cover okay let me bomb in on this based on the cover. And uh, I, I picked up Savage Avengers number 22. Oh, that's that that old chestnut. I remember how much you occasionally would I read think, it. I think I legit just need to grab some trades of this and go back and figure out where I left off. Um, because let's be honest, we're still dealing with Cullen Gath. It's still Conan. He's still running into characters. He just fought Ghost Rider. So I feel, I feel like I got to go back and read 21 to see right. that, right? But look at this cover, guys. <laughs> You're getting the promise of Ghost Rider riding a spider. He's going to fight a spider, a giant spider in the third act. Well, you um, know, they are the fiercest animals in the insect kingdom. They have kingdom. to do that, right? That does happen. We do see this. I should hope. It is not the main not crux of the issue. I do have my questions about this. Look, what, what you need to know about this is that Conan and Ghost Rider encounter Nightmare. Ugh. Because Nightmare is like has a problem with Cullen Gath as well. And so they, he wants to get rid of him. He's like, you got to go find Strange. Yeah. Tell, tell Steve I said hi. Right. But you got to go find him because, listen, Gath doesn't know where you are, Conan, and you are his number one fear. Exactly. We get to see Conan's nightmare. Yeah. What is it? Conan has no nightmares, but one. <laughs> and it is dying alone, yes. a withered man with his boots off. That's right. That's right. Yes. And like yes. we see it. He's like oh. a Doc Holiday death. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, That's awesome. but like, that is so Conan. And like, Nightmare's like, God. He's like, what? Oh, God. All right, you. Uh He's like, you got to go find Steve because Steve might be in trouble. That's awesome. And you got to team up. The end of this issue, which is probably going to make you pick up the next issue if I remember to do so, Uh promises something that I've been really wanting to see. And I'm excited to see that because when Conan goes to Steve's house. Yeah. Um, he knocks on the door. He's been there, right? Yeah, yeah. They've worked together, and so now he Con- knows how Conan- he lives. Co- yeah, Co- well, Conan can actually see through the enchantments. Okay, because great. He's been there. He yes. knows it, and also because he's he's chilling at the Hellfire Club right now because it's been abandoned. I remember so he's that living being in there, thing. like seemingly wearing their clothes. Um, <laughs> well, he's like, these are amazing robes. Yeah, they are sink- sh- silken and feel great. Yeah, they're all Emmas. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. Her undergarments are most comfortable. If she, yeah, she's gonna be like, okay. Okay, well, listen, we're we're gonna we're gonna have a, ch- a talk, but yeah. first we're gonna do something else, right? Um, but when he comes inside, he like gives Steve a hard time. He's like, "I thought you were cool, man. You're not cool." And Steve's like, "Listen, I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I want to be cool. I'm with a patient right now. Mm. It's Shumagora. What? Which I was like, "Hooray! It's the crossover." Oh, I can imagine Conan being like, "No, no, it can't be Shumagora. Sorry, he sucks. That's awesome." So I'm like, "All right, that's fair. Dope. We got we got spiders. We got." nightmare we got to see conan's you know greatest like Fear. nightmare and then we get shumagorath here's my one like what uh-huh. how do things work right so even though like really the ghost rider riding a spider thing is in a nightmare his head is on fire yeah but like typically when you think about the ghost rider like means of conveyance mm-hmm. it's like the wheels that are on fire yes so shouldn't his legs be his, on his fire? Le- he should yes no <laughs> or with the horse it's usually all of it yeah but definitely the hooves right no he should have flaming legs so i was like so then i started questioning what all of it what, everything. how how does it how does it work yeah that's a fair question so i want to know anyway savage avengers from jerry duggan and patrick zercher yeah so it's a recommend 
I mean, I I don't think I jump in here. <laughs> I definitely don't. No, you did. I did, but I've been kind of keeping up here and there. Like I knew that he had worked with Strange. I knew that they the Colin Gath issue. Like I knew a lot of these things. Conan has been like endlessly, like you know, just like kind of floating around doing his thing yeah. with like one goal, but like also running into various other characters, especially ones who aren't doing anything, i.e., sure. Strange ghost rider yep um yeah neither of them have series right yeah. now oh and don't forget he also has like a symbiote yes he's got a little symbiote yeah, conan has one yeah who yeah also, everybody hates colin gaff right everybody hates them how come there was was there any king and black tie-in with conan yeah i think there was i would assume yes, that would have been but, resolved but i don't know yeah the the symbiote yeah and i think he like he's just chilling with okay cool. it's like it's just like a, it's just on his oh, hand just a little one. yeah it's a little thing yeah it's a little guy that's how that works it's totally how it works whatever uh grievishish says uh, hey gang just stop a minute and say hi uh Whoa. also a fan of moon knight for a while so i'm glad jed's book is starting off strong fingers crossed yes there's a moon knight book and uh yes it's uh it's met with some fanfare i'm excited to see <laughs> we'll talk more about moon knight in a second uh girk pectus did you hear the creator of safe space and snowflake is writing blade this is going to be a hilarious train wreck calling it now blade is the bad guy honestly i mean like daniel kevin smith has done a number of different pieces of work uh from comics to tv to sh you know he's a comedy writer so him doing blade not my first choice mm -hmm. uh, good luck dan i hope it works out for you mm -hmm. uh, honestly i would not have no especially given that aaron has clearly been kind of like gunning for blade well maybe if he's not writing blade then he can write the freaking king conan book that i want well, that'd be great yeah yeah <laughs> i can imagine that marvel would definitely sideline jason aaron to give daniel kibblesmith a crack at blade i just saying it's weird because like maybe he didn't really didn't want it though like maybe well he... that's probably true he's probably yeah. busy i mean he's he's not gonna he's not stopping writing avengers <laughs> so anyway uh but good luck to him uh danby 900 says i'm sure their special guest is actually nicholas cage to promote pig and you aren't discussing motu at all it's a heck of a twist pig is very good i've heard great things about pig i have too yep he had to get one. I know. He, everyone, he gets one everyone's Well, yeah, while. that's the thing. Law of averages. But he is a good actor. No, I'm not saying that Nick Cage is not a good actor. I am saying that Nick Cage doesn't know when to say no. Well, that he can't. He's spent too much money. Well, all his castles. Yes, too many castles. No, and I mean, like, it's, it's, it's the PlayStation 2 theory. Yeah. You just put it all out there, and one of them's got to be a good game. Yeah, game you of the just, year. I'll just say yes to all the movies. One of them's got to be good. That's right. But he's also, because he's good, it's not like... Uh, Steven Seagal said yes to everything too. Right. And he sucks yeah. across the board. No, I know. And I assume that sometimes he just says yes because he's like, well, who cares? Right. Well, it's just, the it's reality is it's a paycheck. It's a paycheck and I'll just go off the rails. I think he's like multiply divorced. So it's like, I, I got a lot of checks to write. That's okay. Uh, Elizabeth Russell, I also read Irredeemable Ant-Man series. All three of the Ant-Man are kind of <laughs> bad people or at least sleazy with Scott being the most likable. He is the most likable. He's the... One who has hit the women the least out of all of them. So, you know, and that's saying what a feather in his cap, what an antenna in his helmet. Uh, but yeah, so there's plenty more to talk about. Uh, let's let me let me very briefly or not briefly, well, but I will address this book because it's you know everyone's favorite right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that of course is Nightwing number 82 from T uh, Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. This uh, it does everything right with everything I hate. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a it has a massive retcon. Uh, Tony Zuko's daughter, who has been established as a villain, is actually Dick Grayson, Nightwing's secret half sister. Oh, secret sister, secret sister. Which which parent? Uh, her uh, her father, Dick's father. What? Oh, okay. Her fa her. It was 
Yes, they okay. share a father. That's what that's what I needed to know. I'm like, yes. I thought it was her father and his father, and I'm yes. like, one of them is owed a lot of money. Yes. No, it's uh, making so that one work. The, the entire issue is dedicated to the retcon, uh, which makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. Zdarsky did the same thing. He did an entire Daredevil annual that actually reintroduced a sibling into continuity. The funny thing is, Zdarsky's doing it, and he's not getting money for it because that character had all been invented. Right. Whereas Tom Taylor be paid forever. And here's the thing. And I want to say this up front because this is my issue with these kinds of retcons. Mm -hmm. It's that like, because I, I read a thing recently. Somebody was like, why, why sisters? Like, you know, Teresa Parker, this person, mm -hmm. Mike Murdoch, all this stuff. Like, why? And it's like, because you ever heard of Jill Stacy? Gwen Stacy's cousin? Like, no. Because she's irrelevant. She showed up as a possible new girlfriend for Peter when he was a widower. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out he wasn't because it wasn't working. But like Howard Mackey ain't getting checks for Jill Stacy because nobody's using that character. Right. Cousin of Gwen Stacy? No, no, no. Secret sister of Gwen Stacy. Mm -hmm. You can't ignore that shit. If I give Nightwing a sister... Now she's there. You're going to have to work extra hard to make her not relevant or not exist. That's not true. They ignore things all the time. Yeah, but a brother or a sister is super direct. It's very direct. It's not a secret cousin. It's mm. not a it's not a villain mm. or like, you know, a secret parent because YA is choked with dead parents and nobody cares about them. But like this is a secret sister. She will be in a show. There are a thousand different DC animated or DC properties in television. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Titans will put her in there at some point because that show refuses to die. But uh, I hate it. And I think it's just a desperate ploy for, for cash okay. well, because the comic books, because comic books are a cash poor business. That said, it's a brilliant retcon. And when I say brilliant, I mean textbook perfection. It does a great job of setting it all up, making it work, doesn't mess anybody up, doesn't make Dick Grayson's father a adulterer, doesn't make her like a sob story, doesn't make Dick an absentee brother. It makes it lines everything up so that it's like this is you didn't know because of these points. Okay, fine. I'm going to ignore it from now on. Sorry, Tom. But like I got to I got to you know, I got to recognize game. Mhm. Mm you wrote yourself a good ass retcon. And when I say good ass, I mean like a class, you know, it's like, I don't have like a lot of affinity for woodworking, but I can, um, I can appreciate the craftsmanship of a good birdhouse. This is, a, this is a solid birdhouse you built, Tom. Too bad. I don't give a shit about birds. That really did not. I did not see that analogy coming. That's I pride myself in that. I, I know, but yeah, so <laughs> I do. I mean, the book continues to be great. Mm hmm. And there's a there's a solid moment where the Bat family, of course, thinks that he's going to die, mm -hmm. or at the very least, Oracle thinks that Nightwing's mm -hmm. in trouble. So, she, and Dick desperately gets his mask so he can contact Oracle when he finds out that he's not in desperate trouble. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, call off the 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 rescue and ev like every Titan and uh -huh. like and Batman like flying desperately with the Bat plane trying to get there. Oh. Like, That's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Good stuff. See, it's Tom Taylor, man. Yeah, he knows yeah, what he's yeah. doing. But yeah. Uh it's a it's a it's a good book. It's just that, like, damn it. Some folk just can't resist the opportunity to get themselves a check. Uh Scuba Steve 23 Driver <laughs> says, Have you guys been checking out his stream carnage? I only want to drop this in because no, I'm not, and I never will. But thank you. 
uh, for the question. I'm sorry. I just don't care about Carnage is over. I just love that. Until the movie comes out, in which case, let there be Carnage. Sphere Mode 420. Love you guys. Want to ask you, if you what you think of Miller. I feel like he's an unreservedly known as an edgelord, even though his stories have hopeful endings. Uh, this is Mark Miller. Uh, yeah, no, that's a fair fair assessment. He's a good writer, and he's also an edgelord. There's no denying it. He, it it's, he toes the line. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. It depends. Yeah, sometimes a little more than others, but like that's everybody. And again, I'd say he's also not another one of those where it's like he writes a lot. He does write a lot. Like, he's so, prolific. Yeah, they, but then some of it hits, some of it doesn't. You know, he, he writes kind of all different genre so. yeah yeah, yeah anyway. exactly exactly so what you what else did you read uh we could chat a little bit about x-men because you know i think we should we're just kind of we're working our way up yeah to, we're making our way to, to the, mars to the, well, to the next thing you did know? you know that mars was duggan's idea that had nothing to do with hickman's plan that doesn't surprise me right hickman was just like he heard that pitch and he's like oh i like that you know what let's 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 change things let's do that that's the sign of a good leader yes like, doesn't change what I'm doing, but it also enhances it and adds more. Mm -hmm. So I think Inferno is the midpoint. Yeah. Again, like I don't like, I know I said that, like, it feels like we're like in, in the end game, but it's yeah. like, it, for me, that's the like, yay, we all were successful. And now it's like, okay, let's just watch this tumble for the next like year and a half, two years to right. like its inevitable conclusion. Yeah. Because it's just going to be all burnt. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's certainly going to, uh, going to crash and burn. It's a, it's a, it's an but not in a bad way. Like creatively, no. Fire like, will be, come into play. No doubt. There will be, there will be blood. <laughs> in the water. In the water. And then the sharks will come. Yeah. All right. Now we'll take a second. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Mr. Josh Williamson. Josh, welcome to the show, man. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Just a Monday. You know Mondays are. I, 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 I used to. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's making conflicts the usual. I'm working on some top secret stuff today oh so much top secret stuff yeah we can't, working uh, on, uh, what, what were you gonna say i was gonna say we can't talk about any of it can we no okay <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i'm writing so much stuff it's always weird man like i there is a book uh, that hasn't been announced yet from dc that's a mini series that i wrote that i'm done writing that hasn't even been announced yet nice. uh, so there's all kinds of stuff like that and then i'm i'm starting another uh new book two new books uh, that haven't been announced yet. There's actually a third that hasn't been announced yet that won't come out for a while. So there's a lot. Oh my but, God. Uh, all for That's DC. Great, yeah, and there's all the creator own stuff too that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. But yeah, every day is a new, every day is a new adventure working on. That's comic. wonderful. That's great though. That's fantastic news. But uh, today I wanted to talk to you because Infinite Frontier number three is coming out next week or this week, this Wednesday, this, week, this Tuesday, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, I got uh, my copy already. It's right here. Oh, good. Oh. All right. Yeah. Now we've we've talked about Infinite Frontier. I think we you you were kind enough to join us on one of our other shows, uh, the Elseworlds Exchange, where you, uh, mm -hmm. you kind of hyped it up. We talked about it, like you kind of explained what Infinite Frontier is all about and where it's going to go. And you you teased a couple of scenes that came out, I think, in issue two. And I was like, oh, I remember this scene. I remember talking about it. Uh, I, I I love how this is like the direction of this uh, of this series. Where where are we going in issue three? Oh man, let me look at issue three. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I mean, I read this stuff, so I had to do the. I was working on the lettering draft of five, um, 
uh, this morning. And then I was, you know, some, like getting ready for that to go to print this week. Totally. So my head is still in that space. And then I'm looking at art for issue six because issue six is almost finished. Mm-hmm. And that comes out in September. So issue three, I'm trying to think, what's something really fun in issue three? Well, issue three, uh, so one of the things I was trying to do was I was always making sure that every issue kind of had a focus on one of the mysteries, right? Or at least yeah. one more of a POV. So like issue two was really a lot about Cameron Chase. And then issue three is a lot about um, Alan Scott and Obsidian. That's yes. really a big focus there. Um, issue four will be a lot of President Superman, um, and then we'll, we'll go on from there. Five is a bunch of fighting. There's a lot of fighting in five. Sweet. Um, uh, and actually, five ends up being a point of view of a lot of five is Psycho Pirate and kind of explaining why he's been doing what he's doing, working with Dark Side awesome. and everything there. But with this one, it's really a lot about them and, and what's going on with them trying to find uh, Jade. And then you yeah. get some stuff that's kind of JSA type stuff in it. I think that's like the biggest. And some clues as to what's really going on with Roy and the the black ring that he has. And yeah. sort of, you know, is it, uh, why is it working differently than normal black rings that we've seen in the past? And what is it really? And things like that. And that'll build that mystery of why Roy has a ring and then what that ring really is. I think people will be surprised where that builds. That's awesome. I was about to toss out a theory and I'm like, nope, that's not what it's no, here. Well, that's not what we're doing. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Uh, Let me hear it. No, come on. Let me hear it. It's, it's, that, it's that crazy ring that Bendis introduced in Batman Universe. Oh, no, no. That was that a white ring, sense. Dude. I know, but like, it could be anything because it doesn't really jive with any of the continuity for the end of the ring. So it could be anything. Yeah, well, uh, that was funny when, when I don't remember if that had come out yet. Uh, Nick Darrington and I are friends and he came to my house. I think when he was drawing that stuff and we were we were talking about that ring and theorizing and just kind of bouncing our ideas from that. Yeah, uh, that's not what led to this, but it did lead to a lot of conversations about the different kinds of rings. And I think, you know, I, with this particular thing, there's a question that's asked in this issue. And that is, is this black ring even from our multiverse? You know, is it oh, my from, God, I didn't even you know, I just took that for granted. From? Yeah, is it even from Earth Zero? Like, what is it really? And so that kind of starts to domino into other things. What the ring really is. Yeah. And that'll you'll get the answer to that in um, in five and six. Like, you get like a piece of it going through, and then in six you get like the definitive answer. Awesome. A lot of cool stuff coming in the book. I think there's. I'm I'm really excited about it. I think people will be really happy with some of the stuff they reveal and some of the stuff we you know we start showing and some of the stuff we bring back. And then six has. Obviously, six is about catapulting out into the end of this year, the other books that we're doing, and a lot of stuff we're doing uh, next year, and some of the event stuff we're building too. Uh, it'll be interesting. Like this is just Act One of our big plan that we're doing. Exactly. Yeah. That's what's so exciting is that like Infinite Frontier could be it. Like it could be just the whole thing, right? It's like, oh, this <laughs> really sets up everything. You know, the direction of Psycho Pirate, what's going on with Roy, the Black Lantern Ring, uh, all the all the allusions to different crises, this the kind of like mm-hmm. quiet identity crisis esque thing that could be happening right now with Director Bones, and yet it's just like phase one, act one of your master. Yeah. 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 And you know, I talk a lot of their creators and we just kind of compare notes and, you know, we have calls and just, you know, just DM with each other and talk about stuff and try to figure out how to make all this stuff really come together. And yeah, yeah, I think people will be surprised how this stuff sort of scatters out into the DCU after it's over and then how it just starts carrying through from there i don't know without getting too deep into spoilers and ruining stuff because no, i get of course you know when you work on this stuff far in advance you always forget what's out and what's not yes and you're like wait has that already been announced yet has that book been announced no right like, man you guys are, yeah you won't you won't believe the new identity for extant and it's like oh wait i can't get there 
Oh yeah, I just read issue five. <laughs> <laughs> no, is Extant coming back? You're talking. Oh, Extant. I thought you were talking about Extract in the book. No, oh. Extant was in issue one, and he got. I... Yeah, we totally. It was just one of those things. I was like, "Oh, you just check, you know, you check all the boxes for crises." But I was like, "Man, whenever anybody pulls one of those '90s relics, I always like to. I, I always get a little, a little excited. Like, I'm man. always trying to sneak that stuff in there. I'm always trying to sneak all kinds of stuff in, and it's like whenever I, I can, you know, I have like a list of stuff, and I'm always in those meetings, being like, "What about this character? What about this person?" And that was what's been going on with Infinite Frontier. There's been stuff yeah. where, like, I have there's one character that I've brought, I've brought up so many times in the last five years yeah. and been told no that now i finally get to use they haven't been revealed yet and every every time we have a summit i was like what about this character that character hasn't been used in a really long time <laughs> kind of important and then uh and they'd be like no that doesn't work here that doesn't work here and then i finally was like oh i i figured it out <laughs> so now uh that character will also be back it just Sweet. depends on what's going on, but I'm always trying to sneak in stuff. And yeah, even if it's like little '90s references, just to be like, "Yes, that did happen." Like, right. It's still there, you know, like even if I can have a reference to dialogue or just a little piece of something, to just be like, "Yes, this totally did happen." And right, you know, where you liked it is here. Yeah. If I can find whatever, and that's what you know, even some of the stuff referenced in Infinite Frontier three, it's just a kind of, I don't know, even if I can throw a name out there, like an issue two. But Mr. Trivix talking about who already checked in and he's like, yes. Jack checked in. And that was just me being like, yes, that's Jack Knight. Like he checked in, you know, just to kind of give people <laughs> and me too. Cause I, I want to have that stuff in there. So yeah, it's just fun stuff. It's been really fun lately. A lot of stuff we're, we're pulling in there and just, just trying to have fun with the books right now. I'm thrilled, man. I can't wait. I love that you are uh, kind of captaining the ship of infinite frontier and heading us towards uh, a bright future for DC. It's a, uh, it's, it's it's an exciting time it's been a while since i've been like dude like you know just a bright kind of exciting future that also like appreciates what we've what we've where we've been but also is really interested in where we're going yeah i think that's really where our focus is i mean everybody's really energized and very excited about what we're doing like internally you know talking to the editorial talking to creators people are just trying stuff and talking to each other and then but I think that was a big part of it was you can have it. I don't know. I feel like you can have it both ways. You can be, you can honor the past and acknowledge all these things and have a foot there, but really you got to move forward, you know, right. and, and some fun stuff. And, you know, we, we've had this conversation before. I can be a bit of a continuity junkie and I can get caught up in the preciousness of the past at times, Totally. Uh, but having to slow down and, and, and talk to new voices and new creators and just try something different, you know, seen before and just try to just have some fun with it. You know, yeah. have fun yeah. with the books, making fun. That's really my uh, my priority. Good. Well, I think that uh, the work speaks for itself, but the people are enjoying it, and uh, the 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 excitement is there. You know, I'm I'm digging on it, but I'm yeah, looking for forward sure. to it. Infinite Frontier, where we'll be halfway there through uh, Infinite Frontier with number three that comes out tomorrow, and uh, and then who knows? <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll see. You'll see. There'll, there'll be some stuff announced in the next few weeks. You'll start seeing where stuff's going. I think the, the November and December announcements, and then you know, then we get deeper in next year. And, yeah, we'll see how it goes. There's all, there's all kinds of clues out there. And one of the things I think is really fun uh, is when people start speculating, like you were just speculating, you know, it's like, so I try to put stuff out there to, to you know, let people have something to engage with and speculate on. I know people uh, hit me up when they were just like, man, can you believe what's up with Psycho Pirate? And I'm like, yeah, like, it's awesome. Did you, were you I, I assume based on just the design of the new suit alone, you were kind of like, mm -hmm. this is going to be a big moment. Yeah, I think so. I just thought it was crazy that no one had ever, um, since Christ on Infinite Earth, Barry and Psycho Pirate have not seen each other at all. No, 
like I couldn't believe it. I mean, it made sense because Psycho Pirate died in Infinite uh, Crisis, and then Barry came back after. Yeah. And then once you got in a new Fifty Two, Psycho Pirate was like a completely different character for a long time. Then he was in Batman. Yeah. The closest they ever came was like a little bit in the button because in Batman mask. He had the mask, but we yeah. never really got to get them involved. And it's like, there's such a big part of Christ and Infinite Earths, you know, especially the first half of that book is the two of them. And it's like, oh, they haven't seen each other. Like, I'm, this is perfect. Yeah. You know, and, then, and putting them together and then, and then messing with the costume. And then Dan Waters um, writing the secret file story and him being like really into the meta nature of it. And I was right. like, yes, roll with that. So <laughs> I, I've always liked that character. I always thought he was interesting that he was the only one that remembered. Yes, you know, so it was like getting to play with those ideas that he was the only one that remembered, and, and uh, yeah. Anyway, that anyway, was, that that was one of my favorite things about Psycho Pirate as well. I just love that concept. I love the idea of there being like a member of the universe who remembers everything and is burdened with this mm-hmm. kind of like like they're a, like they're an old fan who's like I'm burdened exactly. with the with the recollection of all of this stuff. Yeah. But, that's uh, exactly yeah. what and that's and he feels that pressure that's a big part of issue five the very beginning of issue five he sort of explains like you know he literally says the multiverse is real and i used to say that and they locked me up uh. like, <laughs> they, they put me in a mental institution i mean he's not a healthy person but like you know yeah. for him to be like they locked me up and no one would believe me and, right. and now like i i was telling the truth the whole time and it's like what yeah, is now it it's a tiktok challenge like <laughs> Yeah, well, also the fact that his Earth 2 is gone, right? Like, oh. his Earth 2, even when everything got restored, his Earth 2 is gone. And he's like, so, yeah, even though I remember everything, the multiverse is back, my home still isn't here, right? right. So it's like getting to play with those ideas of, of explaining why he's pissed off. And then when he makes his sales pitch to people, you have to kind of be like, oh, I guess he's right. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff, it is pretty screwed up that no one believed him, even though, like, we knew. Right. You know, well, that didn't help. <laughs> it didn't help him. No, no, no. It doesn't help him at all. Well, the it's it the way issue five is set up is it's almost like he's talking to the reader yeah. at, at the beginning of it. So anyway, that's enough. That's all enough right. Information. All right. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, anything, anything going on with Robin you want to tease before we go? Oh, well, this week, the issue that comes out tomorrow is him uh, with Ray Shaw Ghoul. And yes. they're training on a beach together for a whole issue. It is. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I love really. Yeah, it's just them hanging out. I know it sounds silly, but it's sort of this 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 thing about the two of them and kind of changing the dynamic of the relationship a bit and explaining that Rachel Gould has kind of gone through some changes um, the last couple of years after losing. Like he lost a bunch of times in a row. And so now he's trying to rethink the way he does things. And then suddenly having Damien with him, it's like it, it causes like a weird dynamic to them at this point, especially when Damien needs, uh, needs training. But he's hurt. He got hurt fighting Connor uh, Hawk. So it's not just getting training of like physical, how, you know, fight people. It's also like, you know, how do you mentally get ready for some of these battles? And that's kind of what Rayshaw Wool starts to teach him in this issue. And, but yeah, I, I'm, I love writing Robin and it's fun that we get to have these kind of standalone issues. This is one of them. It's just him and Rayshaw Wool on a beach training to be in a death tournament. Uh, <laughs> so it's been, uh, it's been really fun. And then issue five is going to be him with, uh, with all the Robins with, with, uh, you know, spoiler and uh, Dick Grayson and Tim and Jason. Um, they have a roof, rooftop race. That's a big time spoiler. They have a roof. They have a rooftop race. That's probably Ooh. one of my favorite parts of issue five. Can't we wait, man. The stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for being here. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to more. So stay yeah, well. Thank you so much. My pleasure, you too, man. You too. Get back to work. I'm going to yeah. get back to work on writing comic books and try to That's... hit these deadlines so these books don't come out late. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, man. Take All right. Care. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You Bye. too.
Ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Williamson, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, and uh, thank you, everybody, for enjoying the show where Josh hypes up Infinite Frontier. If you haven't already checked it out, comes out uh, tomorrow. So you can check it out there. It'll be on a recommendation part of the show as well. Nice. Yeah. People were like, where the hell did you go? I went and ate a Rice Krispie treat. You know, <laughs> when in doubt, that is the way to go. Honestly, that's uh, that's what I usually do when I'm not, when I'm not sure what to do. I was like, hmm, Rice Krispie yeah, They're right there. <laughs> Why wouldn't I grab one? That's fair. I had, I basically, I, I sat on the rug and I ate my Rice Krispie treat mm -hmm. like I was like in, like you, you were, like in like, preschool. Yeah. Uh, why try I sweat says I know this is silly but I want to see uh, is DC set up Jaro in the new Suicide Squad movie a kid can dream listen they've done sillier weirder things and uh, if James Gunn has read a single issue of DC comics in the last five years then he is familiar with Jaro right um, hell that's be, that'd be a great like uh, Mr. Mind esque post credits teaser is like in the bat cave you don't have to show which batman it is you just pan to the bat cave past the dinosaur and the big penny and you get to the jar and it like turns around and he's like what are you fucking looking at like that's your line that, that's there, your that's your post credit go. scene uh jackson boyd for a super chat ever <gasps> yay thank, thank you. you thank you jackson uh just wanted to say thank you to and others like comic story and comics explained for growing my love of comics you guys rock Aww. uh he also uh thank there's you. there's more um let's see where'd he go I, I also want to say, no, I did not bring enough for everybody. No. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's why I had it off camera. Right. That way no, not make everybody feel bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, also, a long time ago, AMDC, uh, you said you loved Invincible until the reboot. Didn't like it either. Wanted to know more of your thoughts on the topic. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I think that Mark Grayson's a coward and a terrible person and I hate him. Uh, you know, not, nothing, nothing too controversial, just that he's a piece of shit and that I hate that character after the reboot. Uh, I think that he's just a, just a silly little man boy. And I and I don't I don't care for him. I would not. Uh, uh, I don't think it's strong or powerful or impressive his decisions. Okay. So yeah, uh, let's jump into some more books. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, we're we're talking about X Men. We were going to talk about X Men. We're going to transition into X Men. We're going to transition into that. I guess if right? everybody wants to do that. We got to talk about the X. Um, what X books did you do? I we Marauders oh, number yeah. twenty two this week uh, by Jerry Duggan with art by. Uh, Mateo Lolly and Klaus Jansen. Wow, Klaus Jansen doing some Marvel work. That's cool. Yeah. So okay. So just FYI, everybody, this issue uh, covers some heavy topics. Oh, just as a heads up, if you didn't read it, we're gonna, no, I didn't gonna, read it. We're gonna talk about some things here. Um, uh oh, the the scope of this is is post Hellfire Gala. This is literally the night, the next night. The or following the next day. Sorry, oh, the, the next, next morning. Day. It's like it's the next morning after the murder. Yeah. Oh no. We're not dealing with that. I had a feeling. We we're <laughs> not dealing with that. Um we got too much to do. Emma's at home. She's looking for the cuckoos. They're still on Mars. She's like, Why are you still there? Are you having a good time? And they're just dancing. They're like, Yeah, time. it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't forget, they fixed Wilhelmina Kensington, that like Jason Aaron character. Oh, yeah. From, like schism. Right. Um, they fixed her because, you know, well, it, like you mean they they did some modifications in the egg? No, in her brain. Oh, I thought like they resurrected her or something. No way. She's a jerk, <laughs> but she's got a reason to be a jerk, as we find out at mm. the end of this book, um, which, again, kind of some heavier topics there. We we find it. Listen, this is what we find out about Willam Wilhelmina. You know, she's um, they the girls find her 
clutching a puffin that's dead. Oh, oh no. And they're like, uh, I thought we fixed her. And like, she's feeling all of the horrible things she did to animals, like, and like seeing them all too. So oh. it's like kittens and puppies and parrots and just anything and everything. Like she called okay. her mom, like she, it's bad news, right? Yeah, and it yeah, turns yeah. out the reason she did these things is because her dad raped her. Oh, okay. So we find that out at the end. And so they're going to go get them. Cool. Okay. The cuckoos are like, you want, you want. Oh, help? well, let's get them. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're already like, they're, they're going off the reservation a little bit, but like, they're like, but mom always said like, do this type of thing. Yeah. So they're taking care of that. Meanwhile, they're clearly going to a council meeting. So like Emma's ready to go. She's got what looks like a bagel. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bagel. It's her first carbon like months naturally and um she runs in to sebastian shaw who's like back it's back uh, to normal back up and running oh no and um why i think that was an agreement they made um okay but that like they've got a lot to talk about but what he really wants to talk about um he's got something on his mind and professor x knows about this like when they brought him back <laughs> i know what you're thinking i know what you're thinking um he wants to bring lord Chantel back okay lords that that i you tell me if you want to say that s or not who was a character um back in the day part of the hellfire club he was like they were like in love she hazarded against the the hellfire club with like humans in it and stuff and then like ended up dying to a sentinel okay and like he's like it's not fair she should be able to come back even though cerebro doesn't have any sort of backup up yeah what so what are they gonna make he wants to like use like time travel or something to try to send us do they have access to time uh, listen, travel? this is his plan he hasn't really he hasn't like really formulated it but he wants to try to do it basically without having a real copy right he's like, we, it's not fair we should bring her back blah 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 blah, blah. Uh -huh. emma's like no emma's, emma's <laughs> like having a mind conversation with chuck and he's like do you want to tell him or should right. i how are we gonna make this thing go away <laughs> And she's like, okay, I will. So they have their meeting um, before they're going to go deal with Magneto, which, we're, again, we're not talking about that no. in this issue. It would overshadow what's happening in this issue. So. Yeah. Um, I, then we're also going to drag it out a little bit. So um, they, like, she's like, hang on, hang back for a minute, man. Let, let's chat for a second. I know you really want to, like, bring her back. And, like, it's just, it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and she's like, before you say, ask why, because she's not dead, honey. Oh, what? She's not, she's not dead. Is that like an elaborate lie? Is this like a Hank McCoy esque situation? This is like an elaborate lie that, like, 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 she, like the Marvel two in one Fantastic Four thing in Human Torch, where it's like, I know they're dead, but I'll lie and say they're not, so we can go on an adventure, and maybe through the adventure he'll feel better about himself. No, no, she's like, I've been carrying this since it happened, mm. because like we are, we we've decided that like here's the story that happened between them in this issue. So oh, what we okay. see is the class Jansen arc come in and like reflect the past, and like they're going to have Hellfire Gala. It's the Eve of Hellfire Gala, and like Emma's trying to get into her like famous ridiculous outfit with yes. like the corset, and like she's like trying to get the, the, the <laughs> boot things on. That's awesome. And like Lords comes in, and she's like, she's like, I want, like, I want out. Like oh. She doesn't want to be in the Hellfire Gala Club anymore. Mm -hmm. And like Emma makes a comment about how like it's harder to get out than it was to get in. It's hard to get in. Right. But Lord has a black eye. Mm. So Sebastian Shaw has not been good to her. Yeah. And so that's what we establish here that like he's theming. Yeah. He's, Parallels. Yeah. He's like, you know, he yeah. beats on her. He's, he's violent and aggressive towards her, but like loves her. And it's like messed up. Yeah. And Emma doesn't say she'll help. And then when the fight's going down with the Sentinels, there's a moment 
Oh, where there's like an opportunity to hide you. Yeah, and she takes it, and Emma just acts and right. makes it look like like she died. She's like she died. Awesome. And like she does just, she project the image she of her projects dying? all of it. That's like, awesome. And like, <laughs> Lawrence is like, what? What are they seeing? What's happening? She's like, just stay, shut up and leave. Just stay here. I'll come back. Right. What a great uh, retcon. Yeah. Good, good call. So then they go back to the Hellfire Club. They kill all the humans inside. Emma takes a shower. Naturally. And then she goes back and she's like, I know someone who could help. And like, so she gets in the car and she's like, you're going to have to help like repay him with favors. And she's like, I'm really not looking to trade up one Sebastian Shaw for a one. I don't yeah. know. She's like, trust me. Um, and the person she brings him to is Wilson Fisk. Oh my God. Well, he won't, he's not that kind of guy. No. So she's like, she tells her what she can do. Lords can teleport. And he's like, that's not what I need. I need, I want you to extend your contract with me because like Emma had worked with him. Oh, Fisk wants in on the Hellfire Club? No, he oh. wants Emma to help him fix problems. Okay. And so she had been doing that. She had kind of finished out her debt to him. Okay. And was like, you know, going to be like, here, this girl can like help. All she right. needs is a new ID. And so instead he'll give her a new ID, set her up, all that. And yeah. all Emma has to do is continue to fix a couple more problems. And that's what they did. Okay. And that's it. And I was like, wow. That's awesome. Okay. That's awesome. And also, if like other writers wanted to play with that, there are so many retcons you could get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Emma could have retconned a whole lot of things, but like he's sad about it. Like Sebastian Shaw is yeah. obviously right pretty, because like, he's complicated. Yeah. yeah. But screw him. Yeah. And he's like, mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's what this was. But like, again, it's a lot of like heavier topics in this. Yeah. So cool F fyi right but, like really well written and yeah. like very in keeping like in character with emma yes so marauders marauders number 22 good fun to, to see you know obviously yeah. like marauders really has focus on kitty quite a bit and i have no problem with that but like when no that's kind of her book but yeah. now it's like it's it's evolved yeah exactly especially as we're leading into magneto and you know all that. and inferno yeah yeah so, oh, you want to talk about New Mutants? Too? Why not? While I'm at it. Uh, New Mutants number 20 came out, uh, written by Avita Ayala with art by Alex Lins. I miss Rod Rice on this book. Yeah. Not that the art's not good. I just miss that style. Yeah. Very, very much. I really like this cover. It's I great. I like the arrow. Yeah. Of his, like, shirt and lapel. Yeah, it's genius. Or, like, shirt and collar. Right. Yeah, I really, like, I was like, wow, is this just such a solid, simple cover? It's Agreed. really well done. New Mutants is, like, the place for Marvel to innovate with cover Try design. Try new covers. Why not? Uh, don't forget uh, that um, Gabby's dead. Yes. They just, her friends find her. Yeah, nobody, yeah, that's very sad. And I, it's funny, this entire plot is, like, this part of the plot in this book is contingent on children making decisions mm -hmm. and at first i was like mm, but then i was like you know what no kids make terrible really decisions. great decisions or the worst decisions exactly so they decide instead of like like two of them are like we gotta tell so we gotta tell an adult yeah we have to tell an adult and they're like screw adults they don't help us like they didn't let me like you know fix myself when um like like customers like i wanted to be fixed and they wouldn't let me do that because i say i'm fine and like Ugh. no girl's just a brain and they won't bring her back but they'll do this or that and blah blah and one of them's like i don't really think it's that bad right. but like yeah they're like we should tell someone so they can bring her back what if they don't bring her back because they know that she's like or that they don't know that she's dead yeah and they're like well she doesn't even know if she can be brought back because she's a clone blah, blah blah you know what i mean like yeah so they're like we'll bring her back we'll do it ourselves no by using that like 
like brain switching thing. What? That like the Shadow King taught us. Oh no. Yeah, so like no girl goes into her body to make her be able to it's like to make her walk around. Dokken shows up and he's like, Hey, right, where have you been? And like she gives a really hard time and like calls him out for all his bullshit. He's like, <laughs> Ouch. Right. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um we also see Rain acting very bizarrely okay. with like people closest to her mm-hmm. as she's talking to the Shadow King. Right. You know, that that kind of thing. We're setting up that some like those two groups meet at the end of this. Right. Um, but yeah, these kids travel to like the the egg farm area okay. and and go in oh. the powers in order to get in and um they're like yeah okay cool like we'll find the cerebral backups and then we'll just put her in there no, you can't just do it yourself they're like no we can we've switched minds before uh-huh. and so like what we'll do is we'll do that but like we'll only like we'll switch it so her stays in her body uh-huh that's their plan good luck yeah i'm like but Yeesh. that's such like a you know like Obviously, that's like the decision making of children in a group right. who are like rebelling against adults, but it's also decision making of people under the influence of the Shadow King. Yeah. Who are, who's like, hey, you know, you guys can do this <laughs> cool thing. It's right. Really- the last thing we need is to is to appease this guy. But yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. New Mutants. Nice. Uh, I, uh, I read um, Moon Knight number one. Me too. Great. Let's talk some Moon Knight because everybody's Moon talking Knight. about Moon Knight. And who doesn't want to talk about Moon Knight because Moon Knight is the new hotness because random bullshit go. Am I right? Lol, Dracula, you fucking nerd. Moon Knight is a meme and also a Marvel character with a new show. Uh, this is written by Jed McKay with <laughs> art by <laughs> Cappuccio. Yeah. For a second, I thought it said cappuccino, and I'm yeah, like, God you damn did. it. Um, <laughs> this book, I think, does a pretty excellent job. Alessandro Cappuccio, uh, by the way. Uh, this this is new status quo for Moon Knight, while also like setting up all the Moon Knights. All the Moon Knights. Every version all of Moon, Moon Knight Knights. that you remember or yep. have heard about, because let's face it, you didn't read all of them, uh, are referenced in here and about as accurately. So this is a this is an interesting thing because the book is like good, you know. It, Moon Knight is he's got a new status quo. Um, I, I'm I'm helping the neighborhood. I'm Daredevil for my area. Um, I, for for my territory. Yeah, he's Daredevil. He's I, Daredeviling I, Moon Knight. Because Kanshu has a real thing about this particular area of New York. Yes, probably this block. Uh, yeah, but Moon Knight uh, also was a big uh, player in an Avengers arc that yeah. like has. Is the, it New York? They, are they in New York? They are in New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so that exists. Um, but yeah, basically Moon Knight's like, I'm protecting my people. And also if you want to join the seminary of Moon Knight, even though my God's a piece of shit, whatever, let's do it. Uh, and he uses his various like versions of characters you like to kind of facilitate it. Like Mr. Knight is the, like the, the, the front man, the negotiator. He's the one that goes to therapy. Right. Exactly. So that we can get a establishment of his backstory Yep, and what, is in line with this book yes <laughs> yes uh moon knight you know we, we he fights vampires he fights vermins uh and he, he all right i'll give them this i love the idea of like a vampiric cult being a um pyramid scheme yes although at the end of the day that doesn't really work for me no 
It's like, you, then what are you going to eat? Right. If, you, if, you, if, if it's all doing? successful, what are you going to do? I know. I know. Anyway. But fun idea. Cute joke. Yeah. Uh, and that's what people are expecting because they, because McKay is usually a comedic writer. Um, the standout character, obviously, I think is his therapist who's a very interesting person mm -hmm. and uh, great design, fun character. I mean, obviously, you know. I'm looking forward to seeing more of the one vampire who, who is like his, his like administrative assistant. Yes. But like not. Right. Like begrudgingly. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we establish a new villain, Hunter's Moon, uh, who's like more devoted to Khonshu than, than, than Moon Knight. He's got the full moon. Going. He's got the full moon. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Like this Moon Knight. Uh, whatever. There's a fun moment that references uh, the 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 charlie houston run where he's like yeah. don't cut my face off and i'm like that's hilarious way to way to have written way to have read the first issue of that run um i like that run best still yeah. i loved like the first six issues of the warren ellis run as well i was like oh my god but that had a lot to do with declan shalvey's work mm -hmm. uh and and that's kind of it you know i wasn't really hooked with lemire uh i was never a fan of moon knight pre charlie houston this is this is my last issue of moon i'll be reading because I don't care enough, honestly. I just mm -hmm. don't care. I get, I'm just, I'm not pulled in. I, I recognize that it is a value and that it's interesting and it's setting th th some things up. There's some fun art. I got to tell you, like, there's a great scene where uh, Moon Knight blasts through a windshield, and it is awesome looking. It admittedly, it's great looking. Yeah, it looks, it looks dope. It looks dope, and that's what this book needs to be. Like Moon Knight needs to look cool, otherwise, what the hell are you doing? It's why Mc they had McDivin basically draw like David Finch on this cover, but uh, it's really cool. I noticed that too, right? I'm like, yeah, they're like, yeah, you yeah. gotta remember that run that everybody likes, and I'm like, okay, but that's nothing like this. It's nothing like that. No, there's nothing wrong with that either. No, but it's just like, don't like, what are you doing? Yeah, the the art shift is pretty significant between the cover. I mean, there's like a thousand variants. Oh, so you yeah. might have gotten a variant. Yeah, know. maybe, but the main cover, cover A is is the you know is, yeah is yeah the McNiven cover. for sure yeah it's it's fine his uh, mission is justice you know i heard that and in, in the name of the moon i'll punish you. you he'll punish you <laughs> uh yeah this is fine i don't know about you i was just like oh all right well i'm done i mean i'd probably read another one why not yeah yeah i'll probably forget <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I'll probably read another one. And then it's like, oh, Moon Knight too. Like, I'm going through. The I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not looking for like gritty. Like With Moon Knight, I am. Oh, that's no, the, no, that's the Moon Knight like, I want. Yeah. But like, I have also no problem with like, you know, sarcastic characters. Yeah, and, like, definitely. He definitely has that. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not really looking for a subversive Moon Knight. This is. Yeah. I mean, this is the first issue. Who knows? The next issue might do a better balance of like a oh yeah of tone and yeah. and action and I, I mean like they there's plenty of it to spare and i don't think that they're doing it just to just to trick you i think the there, there'll be a nice balance of character and mm -hmm. action so that's cool uh mr roboto whatever happened to cloak and dagger on the runaways i don't know nobody wants to write about them i guess uh Kali frederick superman r and b was uh maybe one of my favorite single issues yes red and blue number uh five yeah, that up in physical i did buy it uh daniel warren johnson did a story him. about john uh, not uh not the boy about clark's dad not the not the boy not the boy who's replaced superman in all the books because like for some reason dc like hates superman um but yeah uh red pock hand yeah Oh, exactly. That's nice. Uh, Mr. Roboto is gold balls officially the Jubilee and vampire. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. But no, 
he's definitely not that. He is, however, part of the five. But he's called Egg now. He's yeah, he's not Gold Balls. You're living in the past, man. So yeah, uh, he is Egg. But yeah, as far as Moon Knight's concerned, I recommend it if you've ever if you were like, oh man, I love Moon Knight, or I want to love Moon Knight. Yeah, you'll you'll enjoy it probably. And if you don't, whatever. Uh, Supergirl number two came out uh, from Tom King and uh, Bilkis or Bilquis Evely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you want to talk about it? I like reading these words. <laughs> I know that sounds like a really trite and silly thing to say, but these but you go on the cover. The- <laughs> I like reading these words, Tiffany, comma, comic pop. 2021. You don't do that, DC. You're cowards. <laughs> I mean, I do too. Oh my, no, I, I see what you're saying. Very specifically, the fact that like Ruth's yeah, Ruth's dialogue, dialogue is like intensive, and there's a lot of it, and I love reading it. Yeah, I love reading it. I I find that it's exactly the same as last time. Remember, when I was like, there were there were moments where I'm like, okay, well, I could probably skip this. Yeah, I don't really need to read this. Uh, where I uh, just when I'm about to when I'm about to be sick of it, it switches. Yeah, and I'm like, thank you. I just like, I it just, feels like homework. I, I get I, such a kick out of it because like, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of interaction between this character and Supergirl. And no. I could imagine Supergirl's like, tone it down. Oh my god, this girl. Yeah, down. exactly. So, like, I really appreciate that. It's not like everyone around her is like, this is fine. Right. Everyone around this her is perfectly like, normal. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> no one has the patience <laughs> to put up with her, including me. And I, but I know it's deliberate and it's, it's intentional. And and like I said, like it's actually like really well written in terms of like just when I'm enough. Yep. We get to a dialogue scene. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Because she she narrates the entire series. Yeah, but I I very much like it. But I also like Sandman. Right. You know, like a nar- a flowery narrative filled with like you know words put together in ways that you're not used to seeing. Right. And I like that. I'm okay with that. So that is very much up my alley. Uh, the art for this is, she is, continues to astound. Yep. Bilquis Evely's capture of Supergirl makes not that her art is effortless. It is. But that Supergirl looks like, you know, like like she weighs 10 pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she just floats through sequences. Yep. And has no trouble. Yeah. All the troubles up here, as evidenced by Ruth's uh, innocent question about avenging the death of Krypton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, great stuff. Uh, you know, I love uh, King was on Twitter. And he was like, you know, I have access to like worlds and, you know, all this stuff. And I do anything. And I, I was like, draw a space bus. And I'm like, I mean, she does. And it looks great. It's, yeah. it's one of those things where like, I think King and I have, uh, ridden public transit a lot yeah because i feel what he because he in his up in the sky he has that moment where uh clark's waiting to use the phone Mm -hmm. and it's clearly actually for him as like a soldier waiting to call home but for me like living in like virginia you know going to greyhound and Mm -hmm. being like just just trying to reach anybody pre-decent cell phone service it was I, I'm like, I, I get you, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I know what it feels like to ride on a gross, horrible bus for t- way too many hours surrounded by the dregs of humanity. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like solid. Yeah. Um, what I like about that too, in particular, having a quote unquote space bus, because look, see, that's what he calls it. 
um, is it gives us something that we can attach to. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just like draw the most esoteric, like hard to imagine thing you can think of that they ride. Yeah. Like that's Supergirl's ship. It looks like a spaceship. It doesn't look like anything. We saw it for like one or two panels in the mm -hmm. first issue. Now we're dealing with like space diners, space rest stops, space buses, yep. space dragons, space dragons, space phoenixes. Yeah. I, I love this panel. I want a print of this one panel as like we she finds out that she's going that they're all gonna die. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so this is this is a solid issue. Uh this issue made me think for a minute I missed an issue when I first started reading it. And then mm -hmm. I was like, hang on, let me just let me just keep going. I didn't. Let's just yeah. see how this goes because obviously we live off on quite the cliffhanger from issue one in terms of uh injuries. Uh, taken by Supergirl and Crypto as well, <sighs> and the me. fact that um, like we start this this issue and we're just on this bus, and so right. for me, I was like, okay, I know this is issue two, right? So let me just keep going. Like, what happened here? More importantly, where's Crypto? Yeah. We do find out at the end where Crypto is, and um, I have to assume it's a Kryptonian sleeping coma. Me too. Because if it's not, uh, then uh, what the fuck. Tom no, King. I agree. I think it is. A, I think it is. Then a I won't be saying. I won't be saying hello to Tom King at no, the Baltimore Comic Con. We will not. We will not be. We won't be lunching with Tom King at Baltimore Comic Con if in if indeed he killed uh, Crypto in an as unceremonious a fashion as he did every character created in the '90s that he killed in Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. No. But I made that joke about does the dog I, die, and I then know. I was like, and I was like, no. Then I'm gonna kill Crypto. But like, I will say, like. The first issue gets you in with like, what is this? This is new. It's mm -hmm. very different. You know, we're kind of getting to know these characters, right? Cliffhanger, right? Yeah. This issue, you're like, what the hell happened in between? You're getting a little bit more backstory to Ruth. You're getting a little bit more just like world building yes. and universe establishment. Mm -hmm. And then the end of this issue, like I'm on their quest with them. We do have to get vengeance. Yeah. Not for this girl's dad. No, I don't care for this dog. Literally don't care about yeah. this girl's dad anymore. But it could have been streaky. See, but it is super sad. We also get beautiful sequences, like like a allusion to the Peter David, uh, Supergirl, Phoenix, whatever the hell thing. It's cool. Yeah, it is. It is dope. Yep, they are. It's just amazing. I love the idea that they are like you know Krypton red Krypton pills. Yeah, right. That what people take to like relax. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, the hand washing sequence overall, you know, it's just it's a great issue. It's a good book, and it's like it's sad. It's very sad. It's sad. Who'd have thought? It's sweet, but like the end of that issue, like I was like, yep, mm -hmm. yep, let's go. Yeah, we're 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 doing this now. Yeah, I also, and I guess we'll also avenge your dad. But yeah, sure, whoever the hell not, he was. That's not what we're here. I'm, that's yeah. not what I'm here for. That's no, not what true. I'm avenging anymore. No, no. But I think I, I'm think I'm still holding out hope. Sleeping coma. They Kryptonians say, go into they them. They literally say they had to put it down. I know. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's so that that boat sequence. Yeah, so sad. Whoa. Anyway, Mr. Roboto also asked uh, idea for comic Jubilee Vampire single at Mom X Man. They did that already, and uh, but she is a single mom now. She's still a single and mom. Her baby's and... a dragon when they go to other worlds. Yeah, so, so you that. know you got that going for we you. Get that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Grievishish says, uh, I think the retcon of Mark having DID is a really interesting spin on his alternate identities, and I'm glad it's it's being kept in. And I'm really glad Jed didn't take the low hanging fruit of a nod of to the memes. Me too, but like you know, it's an ongoing series, so who knows when? Like what will happen? I yeah. Uh, Alex Cash, I am also enjoying reading the words. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you 
you asked me what I thought of it, and yeah, that was my, a, my brain was like, say this. Say this. Say this is how you feel. Nick Smith, the fact that Hamill said he based Skeletor's voice on 50s actress Tallulah Bankhead, Bankhead makes a hilarious amount of sense, and I love the show for it. We had, I had to what look do that you up. mean? <laughs> I had to look that up. I was like, what, is she, what does that sound like? Ah. Julian Lozano reading JL Dark by Tynan. It's great. Thanks, Tiffany. Got any other cool comics that involve magic? Do I got any more cool comics that involve magic? You know I do. You could pick up uh, The Magic Order by Mark Miller. It's a... Uh, it's, it's just a graphic, uh, it's not a graphic novel, it's a trade, you can pick it up, but they are doing a sequel to it, so you can check that out. It's a modern day magical family kind of thing, a lot of crazy looking stuff. It is a little on the rated end for mature side, so keep an eye out on that one. Uh, you could also check out, of course, uh, Once in Future, solid, solid book, leans a little less into the magic and a little bit more into Arthurian lore, but like the art is so gorgeous, so gorgeous. Yeah. So just for starters. That's right. Uh, I read Sinister War number one of four. It is the new event uh, from Nick Spencer with art by Mark Bagley. Uh, this, um, you know, it, it it converges all of all of the Spider-Man villains who have been on teams with the word sinister in them. Uh, I thought it was going to be one of those like weirdo events. That's like, let's pretend like all the things I've been leading up to aren't happening and just do this now. Mm -hmm. And it's not. It's actually like answering everything. Opening page is Doctor Strange and Mephisto. <laughs> and they're talking about like the one more day deal. Sure. And Mephisto basically is like, oh, I'll play you a game of chance for a soul or at least some information. And so they're going to play craps or some shit. I don't know. But like, who cares? That's the new that's the new uh, fetish that Mephisto's got going on. Sometimes he's a flytrap with big boobs. Other times he looks like the devil. Now he's a casino connoisseur. He's like, let's play games of chance so that's happening also kindred also the sinister six also mary jane also the engagement like this is the end he better watch out for uh dale cooper then yes he should because <laughs> he's because yeah he's, he's a shark he's mr jackpots he's mr jackpots um yeah uh seeing all of spider-man's villains drawn by mark bagley reminded me of that awesome card set that mark bagley drew for spider-man where he drew every single villain that spider-man ever had sure and it's a lot of fun and it's, it's just a fun series uh this is a fun event it's got a lot of cool shit in it i'm excited to read more and i hope it goes well mm -hmm. um you know it's, it's cool stuff keep it up good stuff good good stuff good stuff all around i enjoyed it you like reading the words i enjoyed reading the words but i yes and i enjoyed that the words made the pictures do the things that i want to see uh joey R uh amorim says i've been a bit on a fantastic four binge lately currently okay. walking or working through the lee and kirby run and it may uh be recency bias but i think they're becoming my favorite super team do you guys think slots run is worth picking up uh i think it's a i think he's trying to like hearken to that era i think if you were to read the next like if you were to read Lee and Ditko and then or uh, Lee and Kirby's run and then read Slots, you'd see a lot of similarities or at least a lot of homages. Slot has a lot of reverence for uh, Stan for Stan and his work. Um, but honestly, I just read uh, I read the Burn run. <laughs> what about the Hickman run? The Hickman run is also awesome, but it's totally different. It's not the same thing. Like it's but, just it's just something else, right? Uh, but it's also awesome. But it's like I'd read that like last because the uh, arguably the Fantastic Four have never been better than the Hickman run. Mm -hmm. Um. They never really like led up to anything else except for that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I also found myself as I got older enjoying Fantastic Four more. Maybe because they're a family. I don't know. 
But uh, yeah. Uh, did you read Superman and the Authority I did. from Grant Morrison and Mikhail Yenin? This was the number one book on comicsology. Nice. Uh, and I have no idea what the hell's happening because I don't know if it's in continuity or not. But uh, you know what? Uh, it's pretty cool for what it is. Uh, it's a four issue miniseries that really helped because when I was reading it, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the hell uh, DC's doing with Superman. You know, like they had a good thing going. I know it sounds like a broken record, but so does other people. Like when it comes to like, why did they just ruin Tomasi and Gleason? Like everyone liked what they were doing. Just do what they were doing. Just keep it going. How many did we, uh, did we get? Like what? Two years, maybe max out of that run. And it's like, uh, let's do anything else. Like let's make Superman, but like not Superman, mm -hmm. but Grant Morrison can help themselves. Of course it's going to be Superman, but like just the use of the kingdom come symbol. It's like, it's so entrenched and ensconced in, in, in that one thing. How dare you use it for something else? But it's Morrison. So of course, you know, they're going to like go in some like connected tangent. That'll go into another reality or dimension because they took shrooms right before they wrote it. But uh, ultimately, you know, it's Superman enlists Manchester Black and uh, they're going to save the world. What time period does it take place in? I don't know. And no one does except for Grant. So check it out. It's a fun book. It's like the fact that it's a Forge Mini says to me, just buckle up. Like right. if you enjoy, if you like the idea a lot. It's going to go fast. It's going to go real fast. And there's going to be every issue is going to be so dense. So much is going to be going on. So I think it's worth picking up only for the fact that like you're going to be reading a grant morrison tome where they get to talk about superman again right. you know it's like i'm not done talking about superman here we go so it's gonna be fun i guess okay i legitimately i was like fuck this book until i saw it was a four issue miniseries i'm like oh good it's oh good it'll be over like it's not a thing is they're not trying to turn it into like an ongoing this is the new status quo for superman remember my action comics which was weird and bad but not also bad but also good like no this is just something else so cool. Like, keep it up. You know what? Try new things. Plus, I want to see Superman interact with like Midnight and Apollo. There you go. Like, wouldn't that be cool? I, I also, when we were talking about the magic books before, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. my brain should have also said, like, if you like Justice League Dark, then you might want to go back and pick up some of the other runs on Justice League Dark. Yeah. Or you could go grab some Hellblazer. Why not? From back, like, go start with the Delano stuff. Yeah. Or you could just go for Grant. Or not grant garth. for garth <laughs> jesus so many Every time like if you get that name in my head i'm like i know that's the name i wrote everything it's a it's, it's it's the g sound it is it's the g and they're from uh you know the, the the isles yeah the isles but not the same isles yeah not the same isle no okay no anyway. no one's a scott and one's a irishman i know Couldn't, very different but they did work but they do like killing british people sure. <laughs> i'm just saying though like you could well you, i get to kill many brits if you Fast enough to get a dagger past you, old man. Yeah, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> it's my island. <laughs> anyway, uh, Grievous just of uh, the new comic pop slogan: "We read the words and look at the pictures." That's it. I mean, I, I can't. You can't argue with that. No, it's, it's true. We don't lie. New That's T-shirt coming to your face. I like that. <laughs> Kevon, the original. Why does Hank get so much hate for hitting Janet when Peter hit MJ in continuity? Because it was in the Clone Saga, and Peter Parker's the Mickey Mouse of Spider-Man. That's why. Yeah, uh, and then I think that's there's is there one more book? Nope. Good. Then we're done. Let's talk Thanks about for hanging out. Everybody. Yeah, no, we're we're gonna talk about Motu. Yeah, Masters of the Universe Revelation. Motor. Mot. Master of the Universe Revelation. Motor. Yeah. Motor. 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 Motorheads. People who love this show. <gasps> we're gonna call them Motorheads. That's gonna stick. 
So here's the thing. Uh, let's talk about, we got to watch the whole show. And when I say got to, I mean like everybody else did. We watched the whole show, like most of you. Uh, and before we watched the show, obviously we saw all the YouTube videos talking about how it's the end of the world. And indeed, this show uh, does destroy everything. It destroys the fabric of reality. Uh, you know, genders are being swapped across the across the world. Your mother's your dad. Uh, cats and dogs living together. Frogs falling from the sky. It's it's the end of the world. It's the end times because Teal is a main character. Oh, now. you better. <laughs> so be good for goodness sake. He's coming. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, you had you said it best, I think, when we were watching it. So please do. I don't know if I'm ever capture what I like said originally. It just just be on. Uh, you know, we were watching. We were, we were watching this, and I was like, boy, if I were a really big fan of He Man. I would be really upset right now. <laughs> exactly. That said, I'm not a huge fan of He-Man, so I wasn't. Right. And here's the thing is that it's called Masters of the Universe Revelations. They did they did they were so clever. All technicalities. Yep. That's, it's technically it's not a He-Man show. Technically not. But it is. It's, but it is. Listen, it's a it is. Show. It's supposed to be a He-Man show. And I'll be honest, like, listen, folks who were expecting a He-Man show. I feel bad. Yeah. Because you really didn't get a He-Man show. And while it does take place in that universe. And uses all the same characters. And like we do have like flashbacks and stuff like that. At its core, it's like it's about him, but it's not about him. Right. And like that's not fair in a way well, yeah, to exactly. sell it that way. And that's the thing is that if they had if they had been upfront about it from the beginning where they're like, it's not a He-Man show. Yeah. Or like it is a He-Man show through the lens of a different character. Or we're doing a different thing with 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 Masters of the Universe. Mm -hmm. They've been upfront about it. I don't think people would have been people would have still been outraged because like some people are professionally outraged, need to get paid. But like for the, everybody else who watches these kinds of things, I think that you might not have been quite as upset if you had been told that at the start of things like it's like He Man's not gonna be the focal point, or he's gonna be like more of a MacGuffin, like mm -hmm. he's a driving force. And I think that's from the perspective of a person who absolutely never watched He Man as a kid, because I did watch He Man. I know Kevin Smith didn't. And I know this because I've heard him in interviews <laughs> and stuff well before this. Like, if you ever want to know what he, what, what Kevin Smith thinks about 80s cartoons, watch Clerks 2 because he has no regard for Transformers and he has Elias be the Transformers character. And mm -hmm. I remember in, in, in one of the commentaries, he's like, I don't care about Transformers. I, I was too old. And it's like, yeah, if you were too old for Transformers, then you were too old for Mass of the Universe. There's no way you're watching it. And like, mm -hmm. look, I get it. I get not liking He-Man. I've watched old episodes of He-Man and the show is effing boring. Like it is, it's boring and it's trite and it's not terribly engaging. And I'm sorry. And the best stories that you've ever seen from mass of the universe are the action figure stories that you told yourself. Mm -hmm. Those toys are friggin' baller and banger for me as a kid, as a, as a young child, my favorite thing about mass of the universe was the action figures and the art on the box slash comic books that came with the cartoon was secondary at best. It was a commercial. It was a commercial. It was a toy commercial. It was like, here's what you could do with those toys. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. He-Man isn't very engaging. He's one-dimensional. What does he do? He's a, he's a Dudley do-right. He's, he's a do-gooder. For a person who's trying to like get a second, third life in their career as like a producer, as a writer, as a director, I get not just... I, I get being bored by the idea of telling a story from the perspective of He-Man. Mm -hmm. Especially if you never grew up with him and you don't care about that show and you're getting this property and you're like, I'm going to watch a couple episodes. You're like, wow! <laughs> I couldn't care less about what Prince Adam or He-Man is up to. So from a technical standpoint, I get where they're coming from with the show. Uh -huh. And again, like you said, if there, if it was more direct, I think people wouldn't have 
as much of an argument to make. You know, they might be upset, they might be disappointed, they might not get be getting the show they want, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's also not what they were advertised. They were sold a show about He-Man. And I think He-Man will show up at the end and we're going to get some He-Man. Like, I do think you're going to get like some epic He-Man stuff as you do in flashbacks. But ultimately, it's not about He-Man or at the very least, it's not about He-Man from his perspective. Right. And that's like, and, and you take what you will from that. Yeah. But like, if you don't care about He-Man or if you only know about He-Man from like pop culture or if you watch the show and you hated it, you might like the show because like it is technically well constructed. The, the episodes themselves are written with like a TV serialized format. It's not written like for Netflix. I mean, it is because it's like all one, it's five episodes and it reads like, you know, in one thing, but each episode has its own like, like structure. Yeah. You know, it's a, each episode, its own three act structure. Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's just like, like one long episode. They deliberately cut into five parts. It may be that way, but like also the, well, like the episodes themselves are constructed like episodes. So like you could just watch one or two. But you might as well watch all of it because who cares? It's short. Because it's um, so short. And thank God. Yeah, there are a couple of episodes where it felt very, like, cliche. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, well, and that's what gives me hope. But, that, like, that's like, what makes me feel like it doesn't feel like it's, like, a Netflix thing where it's almost like one movie. It's not. No. Like, it's like, oh, you can watch this episode, you can watch that episode. I guess. Exactly. I mean, it does follow narrative from, like, one episode to the next. Like, where they leave off is mm -hmm. where they go from, basically. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Yeah. This is, like, it is what it is. Uh, my only other like major complaint about this is I kind of wish some of the voice actors did a little something different with their voices. Really? A yeah. couple of them are just themselves. Yes. There are a couple that are really going, doing some great stuff. Yeah. Like, I didn't know it was Justin Long. No, he's, I actually, for some reason thought I was like, is that Clank from Ratchet and Clank? And we're like, no, it's not. <laughs> Would have been it's great. At all him. Um, but yeah. you know, and like Alan Oppenheimer's in it. <sighs> And like that's a nice little nod. But I think it's criminally underutilized. I think it's criminally underutilized as well. But he's also an older guy. Maybe that's what he could do. Yeah. So like I'm not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we've met Alan Oppenheimer. Not only is he that was spry some years ago. That was actually yeah, it was like ten years it ago. Was but quite like, some time but he did ago. the interview and he could still do it. Yeah. I feel like that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. If he if he got to be Skeletor again. Mm -hmm. Because Alan Oppenheimer plays memes 40 years before they were invented like yeah. skeletor is a joke what like he's just a joke yes no, and is. it'd be kind of cool to give him agency i love mark hamill but he is very like i know he said he was doing like he's trying these different things he's doing these it, different things it, and he it, is he is but very much it's, mostly you're the joker the, I, I i'm hearing ozai i guess yeah a little bit I really was like, I. It's a, it's a little. It's actually more like Arkham. Joker. I, I heard Joker more than anything else, and I was like, okay. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Um. Because well, what like, are you gonna do? Like, I feel like Sarah Michelle Geller. It's the just weakest her. Link. It's just her. Like she's not. She's not giving. She's anything. an actress. She's not necessarily a voice actress, and so like, and that's a very different skill set. That said, I'm gonna give a pass to one person who's very much doing the same thing, but she gets a pass in my book because Lena Headey is just, <laughs> just a treasure. Just, I just love her so yeah. much. Lena Headey is playing Lena Headey, but just, uh, she is playing, but Le but she play, but she swings to the fences as Lena Headey in everything she is. So like, who cares, yeah. right? Plus, I, it's like, oh, another role for Lena Headey. Excellent. Yeah, good. I, I just she like deserves her it very much. Yeah. I wish she was my friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah but sarah michelle geller it's like that's just buffy it's just buffy it's just that that's what it is um 
yeah, but the dude who plays He Man's good. I love Orko. He played Arthur from uh, the live action Tick show from Amazon. I think mm. I love him. I think he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Kevin Conroy is also just doing a Batman voice for Merman, uh, but hilarious. Yeah. Who cares? Like I, I'm not like I wasn't like Justice for Merman. I was like, <laughs> it's friggin' Kevin Conroy. That's fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was surprised to hear who played, you know, Prince Adam's mom. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, "What?" When we saw the credits, I was I was surprised by that one. Yeah, I guess I just didn't recognize her voice at no, all. No, star-studded cast, you might say. Yeah, for sure. For no good reason. <laughs> like, and that's the thing is, like, why? Like, why yeah. bother? You know, like, yeah. you could get some really stellar voice actors, and then like, use the money elsewhere. I don't know, especially with Tila, because like, why? Like, why? Yeah, she she has so many dishwashing detergent commercials to do. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, you know, ultimately, you know, the journey that they go on, like, was it tedious in the first two episodes where Tilo's like, I'm mad. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. But like, it, I get over it. Oh, scare glow. Oh my God. Most biggest surprise. Also Candyman. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> we heard that voice. I was like, Oh no, oh, I know that voice. I know that voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all the kintas go into the room and say the name five times. <laughs> and he comes out and gives them treats. But yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, ultimately, I like the show in, in uh, well enough. Like, as it is, as a, as a product of its own thing, it's like, is it fun to see? Like, oh, look, it's Trapjaw. Oh, look, it's whatever is, what would you call? Uh... <laughs> I called him Eyesore. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Triclops. You're like, Eyesore. They should have brought out eyeballs. He has eyes where his testicles should be. It's weird they didn't bring him back. But yeah, uh, ultimately it's just it's it's a show. Like it's a show that's it's, tr- a show. it's a show and it's a toy commercial because there are new uh, Motorhead toys mm-hmm. for you fans for you Motorheads out there. Uh, but you know, I ultimately like at the end, the climax of part one. I was like, yeah, that's what I mean. We've all wanted to see that. Like, why wouldn't he? Yeah, I'm you, dope. Know, you know what's like, funny is like my uh, like because obviously I think there was some focus that they had not a chance to see it, so we're obviously not going to spoil anything. No, but no. like there the at the end there's a moment that I'm sure a lot of folk were like, "What would happen?" Right. Um, and like for me that was so like out of left field because it felt like the show hadn't been catering. No, it's like that. that however, is the show. However, then when I'm thinking back to Scare Glow and I'm like, it, it's there. Yeah, it's it's there a little bit that like we were leading to that, but that to me felt so out of left field. But now thinking back on it, I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. And that's the thing. Like, Ew. I think that we got a lot of like Tila and like the buildup and a world without He-Man <laughs> for part one, because there is going to be a part two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Adam's here, you know, and like, I think there's going to be I, I think there's going to be more He-Man. But like, I don't really care about He-Man. You know, like, I'm not like, oh, man, how come when is He-Man going to come in and you know tell me about what drugs are all about, you know? He doesn't know. He's answering not to take them. That's oh. what they're all about. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, because I didn't know about drugs until He-Man told me they existed. <laughs> but like, yeah. Someone pointed out. Yeah, I caught that too. That uh, King Grayskull is the Allstate guy. Yeah, that's weak. I hate him. That actor? I do. I like his voice quite a bit. I don't. So I get it. I like his voice. Unfortunately, now he's associated with the Allstate. Allstate. I do like his voice, and I'm like, damn it! I think I might have liked his voice without it being Allstate. I think the like it's just that association. It's like, 
Oh, yeah. You could have done some cool stuff. You know what they could have gotten? Keith David. Yes. Now, maybe they're waiting, but like, why? Why would you wait when you have Keith David? So there's, <laughs> which means there's no way they have him. <laughs> He's like, I do it. Yeah, of course he would. Because know Keith is a big fan of the show. Hey, yeah. Hey, Keith, by the way, come on. <laughs> I invited you on the show a couple of years ago. Why didn't you answer me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Sailor Moon transformation was... Well, that's what he is. Yeah. He-Man's a magical girl, right, Tiffany? Uh, excuse me. Shira is a magical girl. He says He-Man. Look at that hair. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, you, you, here's the thing. You have a, you have another complaint. It's so, okay. At the end of the day, the show's fine. Like yeah. whatever, who cares? It's not the end of the world. And uh, you know what? You're getting, you got, you got like vehicles and crap and the, the castle and stuff. A uh, oh, Wonder Woman as uh, as the sorceress. Great yeah. idea. Uh, you know, ultimately it's fine. I was, inter I was entertained. At no point was I like, defy and turned it off. But uh, you know, I, more than five episodes would have been a little much. Like it was, it was 23 minutes. Each episode, five episodes. I'm like, that's not bad. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. Uh, but uh, but you have you have a more general issue <laughs> with the so, Masters of the Universe franchise, and I want to hear it. I do. Yeah. Is it is it the, the what happens at the end and what might happen? No. Oh no, no. no. What is it? It's about their their exclusion and weird like compartmentalization of the of the Adam sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's like so like this is like I'm like over here like I don't really care about one side, but like I I watched a lot more Shira than anything else right and like you know so like I am gonna be like hey why like I know there's technically another show out there but like and it's right but it's not connected totally genre has nothing to do with this right they're clearly setting some stuff up here it's like you could this just makes sense like I don't want to spoil anything but like you could easily at the end of the show just be like you you gotta go get you gotta go get the other one right there is another. There is another. You, this is the Empire Strikes Back of yeah. the He-Man franchise, and you have to go. And like, there that's, is another. That's what the next season should be. Yeah. Then fine. Like just just combine them. We need to we need to get in a spaceship. We got to go to Etheria. Yeah, you got to go deal with a Hordak. That'll be fun. That'd be so. His awesome. His arm turns into a gun or a vacuum, depending, depending on what he would what he needs. That's the thing. That's that's utilitarian. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that would be so cool. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Here, t keep talking about Shira. Oh no! Um, so, <laughs> if you want to know where Sal went, let me let me tell you guys a little something. Uh, this week, Sal and I are probably going to be moving a whole bunch of the library and comic pop into another room, and we have an IKEA shelf coming. And I think he just got a call from them. Hopefully, not saying it's coming today because it's supposed to be coming tomorrow. But anyway, so so essentially, my my deal is like, while I'm like, don't pay attention to like, you know, if you're worrying about the lore here. I'm afraid they're leading up to changing some stuff with the other lore, which I really can't like listen. If I can't like say that like one side of the lore is as important, then they can just drop it all. It's fine. But like, I would like, it just feels very obvious to me the way that they were writing this arc or this half of a season, because my understanding is it's kind of like a half a season, like the way Rick and Morty does it, where it's like half season now, half season later. Um, but, you know, overall, I, I, he was fine. I really didn't have much in the way of complaints about it. And I felt as though a lot of the story beats felt obvious. Yeah. Well, and, and that's like, the thing is that like, it's not being that subversive at the end of the day. No, that's so funny. Cause it's like at the very beginning, you know, you get like your classic kind of battle going on and like evil Lynn is there. And like, I didn't really like catch, like I remembered it was Lena Headey, but only later. Right. 
But like, I didn't really like cue into her voice at all. And yeah. later on, when we run into this mysterious older character who has Lena Headey's voice, I'm like, oh, it's oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's I don't who think that it's is. supposed to necessarily trick you in that way. The biggest trick, of course, was kind of crafting a trailer that made it seem like it was a He-Man, was show. A He-Man show. And I mean, like, ultimately, it is a He-Man show because he's in every episode. It, yeah, but you know what I mean. Though. But who cares? Like, you know, yeah. But like, that's like that's. You know, that's either a really incredible trailer cutter right. or a really bad one, depending or on or deliberately it. deceptive one. Yeah. And like, that's not cool. No, that's just not that's just not a cool thing to do, re- regardless of. You yeah. Know, well, and I get like the idea of being like, well, they're not going to accept it if they if we don't trick them. And I'm like, that's like selling your audience kind of short, don't you think? But uh, it's it. I, I don't know. I have no real complaint about the show outside of it being like a little a little silly but like it's supposed to be it's for children like it it really kind of still is for children yeah like kids can handle any of the violence or gore what are they what what were they rating it was gore and fear it's like at the netflix thing was like fear gore and i'm like oh no there's fear in this show turn off i'm more worried about the fear than the gore i gotta tell you yeah yeah but uh yeah so uh pitch for season two for, for part two they have to get in a spaceship go to Etheria. they meet all of she-ra's cast members i don't think that's what they're going to do even remotely hell uh merge universes merge the worlds like squeeze Etheria and eternia into one planet yeah and then just own it because it as a continuity like fan i'm just kind of like you mean to tell me that like prince adam and queen Eth- and what and princess adora our brother and sister and they're on two different planets. Yeah. And they both do it for Grayskull. Come on. Like, put it together. You know what I mean? Like, don't shy away from it. You got this rich universe. I mean, don't you want to see Orko and Cowl? Well, yeah, that might. Mm, yeah. Don't you want Madame Raz to meet the sorceress and augment her powers with whatever the hell she's got going on? Not really. <laughs> But yeah, uh, you know, who cares at the yeah. end of the day? Like, really? Like, it doesn't change anything about I, He-Man. I would also say um, there are some really great looking animation sequences and some really not great looking no. animation sequences. No. Like, it's like, that's for, true. For being only five episodes, yeah. like, the animation, I feel like, should have been more consistent. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really that pulled out by it you know what it is it's because like there are some sequences that are like better done yes and so, like it really makes everything else around it that's not true so great and these the vehicles every vehicle has to be cg that's the case and with dc not, anime movies and they yeah look but they didn't do such a great job of integrating it no, like they're no, it you looks know real bad. some some animation houses do a really nice job of like trying yeah. to integrate that and make it look natural and i just didn't have that feeling no whatsoever. no but i do you know it's funny like I, i'm gonna give them a pass only because like it's powerhouse animation studios and like it's a group of like five guys like it's not Right, like but, a massive group, and right. uh, and I've I've worked with them before, and mm-hmm. I know they are capable of great stuff. But like they're they're like a small, they're they're not like a big studio. It's just kind of like uh, the fact they were capable of making it because they used to be like a flash animation studio, and now they're making this show, and like the show has fluid animation. I'm like, all right, yeah, looks good to me. Looks better than the filmation shit. I gotta tell you, I mean, they're at least the characters are have different angles. <laughs> Yeah, you they, know. Well, you know, they, yeah. again, those are commercials. <laughs> <laughs> So's this, kinda. But it's fine. Uh, Joey Amorum says, "Speaking of Hickman, I pre-ordered both omnibuses for his run. And I'm super pumped to read them." Well, nice, nice. 
Super Joe helping us out. Thanks, Super Joe. Thank you very much. Uh, Adam Fenhala says, uh, if we're motorheads, let's call Kevin Smith Lemmy. Nice, because he's God. Uh, RK, since Ray is a Black Lantern now, how would you feel about a return of White Lantern Kyle? Roy? Ray. Yeah, I said Ray. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the Ray. Roy is a Black Lantern. How would you feel about uh, the return of White Lantern Kyle as a White Lantern? Sounds great. That's a great idea. Do it. I think I think you're right. I think you're heading uh, towards what Josh is thinking. Uh, Javon Green or Jevin Green. I was going to watch Motor because it reminded me of the 2011 Thundercats cartoon, but I heard about the controversy. Is it still worth watching? I say yes. I say give it a, give it a try. 23 minutes per episode, five episodes. I say give it two or, two or three episodes. Give it a try. Yeah, you can see how you feel about it. Yeah. Uh, Sean, Sean Conwell, the 2002 reboot of Modu was a much better than this. Smith shouldn't have lied about it. Tila's role and not pissed so many people off. Uh, probably would have been more forgiving. That said, great voice cast. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing is if it, it may be like those who are super angry wouldn't have been quite as angry if uh, they weren't like if they didn't feel like they were lied to. Yeah. RK typo with the last message since Roy's back. Yes, I answered your question. Thank you, man. Uh, Flywheel Shyster. Uh, my brother agrees, but I'll finish it. He called it a post-battle side quest, though. Uh, I have no opinion and does don't plan on watching it myself. Coke Zero. Cheers. Cheers to you too, man. It, it is. I'd say it's like a. I wouldn't say post-battle. I would say there are plenty of like RPG and JRPGs which start with an opening similar to this, and then your ragtag group have to you know, get the band back together yes. to accomplish a goal. Yeah, I've seen I, this story I, a thousand I'd times. I'd say that that's actually pretty mainstream quest line. Agreed. Although they often go on side quests. No, big Especially time. if I'm playing. So <laughs> it's just, you got to make a decision, Tiffany. Gate. We're either doing side quests or we're never touching them. That's right. Uh, Mr. Roboto, how about a comic pop comic for the fans? I Only you would read it. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and let's just catch up, make sure we're all good here because I want to get to some recommendations, some com some comics we think you should pick up this week. We do think you should pick up some comics this week based on all those tabs we have. That's, yeah, <laughs> you'll see those tabs. Uh, Spike220, my older brother and I grew up with the original and I was in high school when the reboot came out. So I enjoyed it, though I was disappointed with the show, though we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that you'll see where it goes. I hope it's fun. Like, I hope part two, like, ups the ante. Yeah. I think they would need to. They'd really need to. And I'm telling you, the best ante is in Ethereum. Scarlet Hottie, the only good part of Monday is off the rack. I Aww. wonder if Renaissance fellas had an equivalent to this show. I don't know. But thank you, man. That'd be nice. Yeah, right? That'd be <laughs> dope. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and the this is Nathan Variety Show, season two. She-Ra hears of her brother's death and goes on a rampage against Skeletor. Season three, Thundercats. Dude, Please, any well, crossovers, I'm down. Here's what's interesting about that is like based on this stupid Christmas special. Oh my god, that like Skeletor and Hordak have like they have a they have a rivalry. Yeah, so Hordak could be like, there's a history there. I'm I'm with you guys. Yeah, I am. No, I'm taking down this, this idiot. This is bullshit. Yeah, I'm no, in. he's master of the universe. No, 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 no. Hordak is way scary. Hang on, I got my my vacuum. I'm gonna clean this mess up. <laughs> yeah, time to clean up. After Skeletor. Let's talk about, Let's talk Let's about some talk books. About so here's some recommendations for books that are coming out we think you should pick up. Tiffany, take it away. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Wonder Woman number 776 is coming out. I was like 1776. It was what my brain wanted to be say. Great. She, goes, uh, she goes to the Proto-America and uh, teams up with George Washington. <laughs> uh, this is continuing uh, Diana's quest to figure out what happened 
to the, the, the gods. Right. We're, we're, what's happening? We're, we're, we're going to find out. Yeah. So Miranda Task is with her. So I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm going to continue on this journey with her until I don't care anymore. Right. Uh, Wolverine number 14 is coming out. Uh, Sword number seven is coming out. I also forgot to put Cable on there. Cable yes. is also coming out. Um, I just didn't grab it. Something's Telling Children number 18. Eternals number six. We're getting close. Yep. Super excited. Uh, and I also want to give a shout out to Shang-Chi number three. I've read Shang-Chi number one and two. I didn't get you to talk about number two. No. We took a break. Because we took a break in the last week. Vacation. Yeah. Um, there was a couple. It was like a month ago. Oh. Um, I think it was actually 4th of July. Uh, but I read it. it had to do with Captain America. This time looks like Wolverine. So I'm going to check it out. Cool. Why not? Uh, I'm going to, t- uh, well, oh, also Batman reptilian number two is coming out. Oh, you no, know I got to read this <laughs> silly book written by Garth Ennis. Uh, oh, and, uh, Liam Sharp on art. Yeah. It, it looks crazy. It looks like an old, it looks like a forgotten kind of like, I know alternate- again, they must've done it on purpose. Yeah. Detective 1040, Mariko Tamaki, Dan Waters. Check it out. It's, uh, you know, it's the best Batman book that's in continuity. It's coming out right now. I really like that cover. Me too. Amazing Spider-Man 71 continues the sinister war. Uh, really hammers home that whole kindred crap. We'll see how it goes. I'm liking the event. We'll see if I like the tie-in. Daredevil 32 from Chip Zdarsky and Mike Hawthorne. This may be Mike Hawthorne's last issue on Daredevil. Who knows? But uh, it's part two of the uh, next arc. The antes are upped. Bullseye is bullseyeing. You got to read this if you haven't already checked it out. Where'd Chichetto go? He's doing the covers. No, where? What, what else? Right. Is what does he do? He needs the time, I guess. I don't know. No, what is he doing? I don't know. Strange Avengers number 11, obviously. Oh, I didn't even catch that in there. Look at that cover. I know. This, this book is so great. Penultimate issue. Do not pick this up unless you've read issues one through ten. That cover's spectacular. But here's the thing: this book comes out tomorrow, so you have less than twenty-four hours to read issues one through ten, so that you're not spoiled for issue eleven. Because I'm sure some jackass will do it on Twitter. So please read Strange Avengers numbers one through ten. Uh, Infinite Frontier number three from Josh Williamson and uh, Zermanico. You heard Josh himself tell you how cool this book is. I promise you, this is like a direction of DC that I could really get behind that has nothing to do with bats or metal or anything from Grant Morrison. It's really cool. Uh, Beta Ray Bill number five, the finale of Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer's Beta Ray Bill miniseries. (sighs) I legitimately can't wait for you to do this on the couch. Me too. Because of the opening and the Rufio's. Oh my God, they're going to freak out. Especially Ethan. Especially Ethan. But yes, this is so good. This book better be released by Marvel in an oversized edition. That's all I'll say about that. That'd be dope. And uh, while I hate the direction and I don't like the concept, I am going to pick up Superman, Son of Kal-El, number one, because it's written by Tom Taylor with art by John Timms. This is the one to check out, I guess. New series. I don't know what DC's whole thing is. You got to make John Superman now. He's an adult. He's got to be Superman. Clark sucks. Uh, well, that way when they kill him, it'll be sad. Yeah, that's a good idea. They should just kill John. Tell me that's not what someone over there is thinking about. DC's always thinking about killing your favorite character. So yeah, uh, check out those books and we'll see you guys next time. Of course, don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Click the bell for notifications. If you like this video, give it a like. It'll help us out a lot. Uh, subscribe to our channel here on Comic Pop Returns and go over to Comic Pop Prime at youtube.com slash comic pop and watch back issues over there. Uh, big Spider-Man episode coming out on Wednesday. Of course, if you want more, there's more. There's so much more. Go to twitch.tv slash comic pop follow Tiffany and watch her play video games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Follow us on patreon.com slash comic pop or follow us all on instagram.com slash comic pop official or tiktok.com slash comic papa or uh the real zoobs on twitter and uh, we'll see you guys next time with another episode of off the rack
I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Bye.